Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. If you are not watching on YouTube, first of all, what are you doing? You should be. But second of all, you would see Mac and I both wearing black. This was not on purpose at all. I just went to my closet and picked out this black shirt. Mac, same for you, I guess? Yes. Yep. And Just what I put on this morning. If you're a Clemson fan, you may ask, are they in mourning? Um, I think we all knew Clemson's season was pretty much over, like the ACC championship odds and all that, which Mac and I both picked Clemson to win the ACC, even though if you went back and look at our texts, you would see me wanting to pick Florida State with every fiber of my being and somehow not doing it. Anyway, we are, I guess, in mourning because Clemson's season is an absolute dumpster fire. But we'll get to that later, Mac. We're not starting with them because why would we do that? There are so many other more important (laughs) games. Oh, it's brutal, KG. I will say this, though. It's uh, another crazy weekend in the ACC. I mean, this season has been so much fun, so wild. And it is it, it's it is comical that it takes the the absolute brutality, the pain for my tigers, your tigers, uh, for for this to happen. Uh, but just as a whole, I mean, I, I look at the last three weeks that we've been on the road at Miami overtime thriller. Uh, then then we're going and, and seeing what Miami did again to to Clemson uh, to to get that going last night, two nights ago, Georgia Tech, the things that they were able Crazy. to do, get the big W. Um, it's been nuts. I mean, every game that we go to is, is just absolutely crazy. And it's been a ton of fun so far. And Mac, I want to say something too, just a quick behind the scenes and a thank you to the listeners and the viewers, because Mac and I are being honest. When Clemson lost to Duke opening weekend, I thought, hmm, because it, from the beginning, when we first started this channel, it was a lot of Clemson fans because people know us from Clemson. However, Clemson is having its worst season in a very, very long time. And our viewership and listenership has been amazing, has been, I mean, so much better than last year. Last year was really good. This year, it's been awesome. So we're just really thankful for that, Mac, and really humble. And we've got Florida State fans in here, Miami fans, North Carolina fans, Duke fans, Louisville fans, everybody. So I just wanted to say that. I just really appreciate it. That's right. Big shout out. Big shout out to our people. We appreciate y'all on this journey. Uh, And it, it just, again, it's been fun in the quality of the league. Uh, to see some new faces, to see some people turn it around. Um, my goodness, I mean, there were a couple teams I thought were just dead yeah. and gone. You know, the water, it was over. Boston College, Virginia Tech. Virginia. Uh, and those two teams, Virginia. I mean, Virginia is so close in every game. But I don't know if there's two hotter teams than than BC and VT. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are rolling. Uh, kind of found their quarterback, found what they're comfortable in, and they're really getting after it. i tell you where I'm comfortable, Kelly, is Ingles. Uh, Super comfortable Indeed. There. Know where I need to go. Know where the produce is. Know where the meat is. You want some drinks in between. Whatever you need. They got you covered. Uh, But we also have a massive basketball tournament coming up. The Asheville Championship. We've been talking about it for weeks. Uh, We had a massive uh, episode that just dropped about Clemson basketball. They are playing in the tournament as well as some other really heavy hitters. Go get your tickets. Check it out. Basketball in Asheville. There's so much to do up there. Uh, But real quick, before we jump into some football, let's hear this message from our friends over at Ingles. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. 
Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Well, I love that we're running that commercial mainly because I love Ingles and I love the Asheville Championship, but a lot of Clemson fans are, in fact, on to basketball season. So go <laughs> watch our Clemson basketball preview episode. Are you telling me Clemson's a basketball school, KG? Is that what you're telling me? I think me? it's possible. You know who's not a basketball school? NC State. NC State. According to Dave Doran. <laughs> we'll get to that. Let's start with, this is actually a perfect transition. Two schools known for their basketball in a ranked Very matchup true. between Duke and Louisville. And Duke has dropped out of the top 25. And I think probably at this point makes sense. Number 18, Louisville beats number 20, Duke 23 to zero. This was absolute domination. And Mac, I picked Duke. I still beat you this week. So I'm going to hang my hat on that because this was a terrible pick. <laughs> and Louisville did to Duke what I said Duke needed to do to Louisville. Louisville made this a possession game. They made this a ground and pound. They made it a physical in the trenches game. And in my defense, Jawar Jordan didn't look like he had hurt his hamstring at all. 21 carries for 163 yards and two touchdowns. He was spectacular. And Louisville knew, look, we're just going to run the ball. I mean, they they picked their moments to pass, but they rode Jawar Jordan all the way. And this Louisville defense pitching a shutout, Mac, that was really impressive. It really was. And um you know, to kind of start on the Louisville side, obviously a massive win, uh, super cool for those guys. The Triple J's were balling, you know, 11 of 16 for Jack Plummer. Not super efficient in regards to amount of yards that he had, but, you know, throwing the ball at a super high clip there. Got Jamari Thrash involved. But as you said, it was all about Jawar Jordan. I mean, a season high, career high, 163 yards, couple of tutties, super explosive, physical running. He He didn't have you know, his long was 23. He didn't have that 70-plus yard right. run that we've seen him do so many different times this year. But, you know, just chopping away at that Duke defense and doing a really good job. And there was this one run where, you know, he kind of got met at like the three-yard line and was still keeping his feet running. Then all the, the offensive line just yeah. came. It was awesome. Escorted him in there. And, Mac, did you uh, hear Jawar really giving credit to his line? I knew you'd love that. Of course. Of course. You know, you got to love that. Love when the big guy's up front do their thing. So that was great to see that offensively, uh, really just taking what the defense gave them. I mean, Duke's pass defense is, is really good. You know, one of the best in the country. So Louisville said, okay, let's go. We'll right. run it. We'll throw it when we need to, uh, but we're going to run this ball and really control this game. And then, you know, defensively, I, I thought that's exactly what Louisville would look like, you know, because Duke is just so handcuffed yeah. right now. They literally are playing, it feels like, KG, with a hand behind their back. I mean, they have no passing threat at all. I mean, the efficiencies there. Bad, bad production, uh, in, not only in, in yardage, but just completion percentage. I mean, they, they have been sub, you know, like 40% for a handful of games, three games in a row now right here. And, and of course, that's attributed to, to Riley being hurt uh, and just not being 100% himself. Now, he played pretty much the entire game. Uh, thought he, you know, looked good in spurts and was able to plan and explode, but just ultimately not enough no. and, and nowhere near healthy. And, uh you know, I, I think that is just a little bit unfortunate because you, you have to think a little bit about the future and you have to think about what you're putting on tape right now is not good for the NFL draft. Like they're not putting that thing on and, and there's an asterisk that says, oh, Riley's ankle was hurt. Kudos that he played. 
what they're going to see is you went nine for 21 mm. and they're going to see that you weren't. I think the there's a little bit of that. They understand he's not a hundred percent. I promise they don't care. They don't care. They might not it's, care, it's, but it's I millions think... and millions of dollars. It's millions. Well, here's the Mac. I think we're at the point now where Riley's Riley Leonard is coming back, which is good for us. Yeah. I mean, I, if you're playing, I, I get your point. And I remember you saying this multiple weeks ago after the Notre Dame game. And I said, Mac, we know Riley Leonard. You're not going to keep him off the field. If he can play, he's going to play. And you agreed, but you said you are putting some bad film out there, and I get that. I think all of this means he's going to come back. That's that's what I'm assuming at this right. point. Right. Yeah, and, and, you know, we'll see. You know, who knows what happens. You know, Graham Barton did not play in yeah. this game. I think they said a knee injury, which I didn't know that right until kickoff. Uh, and then I, I think uh, – Monk went out. Monk went out, yeah, which is just yeah. not fun. I mean, this, this, is, this is not great. And, and unfortunately, you know, this is what we see kind of happen with Duke. You know, when, once mm-hmm. they get really in the bulk of their schedule – it's just the depth thing, wear and tear, and guys, you know, not being able to to fully go. So, still no question, a, a very good football team. It's just it, it's virtually impossible, KG, when when you are having to be one dimensional. Everyone knows you're one dimensional. Right. Louisville just loaded up the box and said, "Let's go, whatever you want to do, uh, we'll, we'll be just fine and and play whatever game that you want." So, Louisville defense again, great, un- unbelievable job. Held Duke to 51 rushing yards. Nobody's even come close to doing that all season long. And uh, this Cardinal team, I mean, it, we had kind of this discussion on the huddle. And when you're talking about the, the second place team, I think Louisville is is a relative lock now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for that. I think we're going to see the cards and FSU playing in the ACC championship games. And hopefully for the sake of the ACC, Louisville wins out. They do have Kentucky, which won't, would be nice. Yeah. Won't count against them for the ACC yeah. title. But their stretch is looking more difficult because they have Virginia Tech at home who is looking a lot better. We're going to talk about them. They have Virginia at home, which is not a cupcake. And then they go to Miami. So it's looking more challenging, but I agree. It's definitely theirs to lose. Mac, when we talk, we don't have time to get into this today because we have so many games to get to. We'll talk about this at a later date. I don't know who the ACC player of the year is right now, but I know who the most valuable player is to his team. And I think that's Jawar Jordan. Talk to me. Come on. He is the most valuable. I mean, they they couldn't do anything against Pittsburgh when he was hurt. If he's healthy, they don't lose. I really don't think so. So well, you know, it, it's super interesting. You know, I 1,000% agree with you. But then, just away from home, they're just a different team. That's I mean, true. Louisville that's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, you're you're talking the about NC that State schedule, game. and you're looking at thank goodness Virginia Tech at home, Virginia at home, Kentucky right. at home. That's good for them. I'm just gonna say this. Don't be bad at me if you want to. Miami ain't packing that thing out. So it's not like it's this crazy, unbelievable, uh, you know, 100% capacity crowd that you're going to have to deal with there. But still, that's the only road game left. How can you channel it? How can you put all the marbles in and say, gosh, dang it, we're going to be the same team uh, when we take this show on the road? But I think that's very important to look at. Uh, Again, I totally agree with you. Schedule getting more difficult by the day, but super important. Three of the four are at home for the Cards. If Jawar Jordan is playing, I feel good. I feel good about Louisville at this point. And let's say, shout out Louisville fans. I feel like the Louisville fans are really showing up for this new team and this new coaching staff. Mac, let's talk about Florida State. They continue to roll. They are 8-0 now. Number four, Florida State beats Wake Forest 41-16. And uh, it was an absolute beatdown, really. When Wake Forest, Mitch Griffiths played, he was kind of, you know, I think Clawson was kind of faking us out there, if you will. But – 
Florida State dominated. Trey Benson had himself a day, 508 total mm-hmm. yards for FSU, um, <laughs> no turnovers. They just hint that they, they did what they do. And this was not a trap game. We told you it's not a trap game. And I'm not saying I'm a genius because I was saying, eh, Pitt might be a trap game. There's no way now that Pitt's a trap game. I'm sorry. It's just not. <laughs> So Florida Which, State has that's where they're most dangerous, right there. <laughs> it's not a trap game. I, I hope it's, not. We'll we'll I get to not. Pittsburgh, sadly. But <laughs> I mean, there's not much to say about the game. Florida State looked really good, and they do have Miami and Florida left. But I don't. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, starting, you know, defensively, they they look fantastic. I mean, they just absolutely took these guys' will away. I mean, everything that they wanted, they were they were able to do it defensively. 82 yards passing. I mean, that that's Really impressive by that defense to be able to put on that type of pressure. 50% completion rate. Uh, you know, did run the ball for 128 yards, but I think got sacked in there a couple of different times uh, as well. Jared Verse, you know, I saw him in the backfield all day long. So it's nice to see him statistically yeah. kind of catching up to where people thought he would be this year. And then just offensively, I mean, Jordan Travis, that's my player of the year. And, and I, he's ascending. I mean, he's getting so much better, KG, yep. each and every week. Uh, and now the stats starting to catch up. You know, that that was kind of one thing that I, I wasn't um, disappointed isn't the right word, but I did expect him to jump off quick, you know, and, and have these really gaudy statistical games in September. And that, that just, you know, it, it happened at first and then it kind of died down. Um, and now he's ripping it back up. I mean, to, to be, you know, over, uh, what, what was he? He was close to 400 total yards, mm-hmm. four total touchdowns. I mean, this guy was super efficient throwing the football. Keon Coleman, I mean, just the freak of nature, the things that he can do. That guy flashes and makes some really incredible plays. And then, of course, like you said, Trey Benson. I thought this was pretty close to their most complete game. You probably would have liked to see a little bit, you know, more points. And I mean, they got, you know, blanked in the third quarter. I would have liked to see them come out firing. Um, But I think this was their most complete game that they played, uh, which is a good thing because I've said it a hundred times. You want to be playing great in November. You want to be ascending in November, and that's exactly where the Knolls are. So when you look at their kind of path ahead and, and what they have left at Pittsburgh, which cold front's coming through, it's going to be cold in Pitt. It's going to be a weird game. They're going to have to worried. figure it out. And then Miami. You know, you go down there, there and that's an absolute war. Throw everything out of it. Uh, then you have the the fighting powerhouse of North Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go to Florida. Indeed. So really great opportunities here. Jordan Travis to get square in that Heisman race, uh, get to New York and man, go ahead and just win it. You know, he keeps playing at the level that he has. I think this race is wide open. I, I yeah. think that there is no true favor right now. And uh, if you think that, it'll probably change next week. Well, I was watching a Heisman show that just came on the other day on ESPN. And I think two of the analysts had JJ, McCar- JJ McCarthy from Michigan as their favorite. And I was like, yeah. uh, what? Does Somebody going to steal guy... that away from him. Somebody going to get mm. that from him. <laughs> yeah, does the sign guy come with him? I love your point about JT and the stats, though, because that this is where he needs to make that push, and I think yeah. he is going to do that. The Florida State-Miami game is at Dope Campbell, by the way. I think you may have said Miami, but that's not. Florida State fans will, will correct us. We know that's big. <laughs> I think that's that's a big differentiator there. And I just love about JT, 18 touchdowns this year, two picks. Mm-hmm. He is not going to make mistakes. He yeah. is a vet in that regard. And on the flip side, Mac Wake Forest just not that they really made mistakes. This wasn't a terrible turnover game for them, which has been the issue in the past. But it was more just FSU blowing up that slow mesh, hang and bang, pace and space, throw and catch, whatever you want to call it. 
It wasn't and really six sacks. I mean, that's not fun. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it kind of takes uh, everything out of it. Yeah, it was not working. Mac, let's roll here as we continue, and let's get to the game from Thursday night that we need to give a little time here. We need to give oh, a little goosh. love to Virginia Tech, who is now streaking, if you will. They beat Syracuse 38-10. to 10. They absolutely dominate them, Mac. When you look at Syracuse's numbers in this game, I think this answers the question that we had from the listener of, is Syracuse a good team that had a bad stretch or a bad team? I think bad team is kind of where we are right now, 137 total yards. But give credit to Virginia Tech in that defense, 528 total yards if you're the Hokies. Kyron Drones looks great. I'm I'm happy for Virginia Tech. I'm happy for their fans because they deserve this. No, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And they've got a massive game uh, this weekend. 330 ACC Network, uh, the Cards and uh, Virginia Tech square off. That's going to be massive. I cannot wait to see that uh, in a battle, elimination game almost uh, for ACC championships. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a lot of fun there. But as you said, yeah, Syracuse is struggling. I mean, the injuries are stacking up really, really quick for these guys, playmakers. Um, and quite frankly, in that second half, I mean, it was just like a lack of want to and uh, yes. really just a defeated, which I understand. I mean, the game was brutal. It, it was hard. Uh, you know, when you have all these sacks, tackles for loss, I mean, that defense was feasting. Eight sacks in the backfield all night, scored, got a safety, um, you know, just really, really difficult, you know, to go against and, and stepping up at the right time. And I, I think when you look at a guy like AP Har, uh, defensive end who is just feasting right now, uh, really doing a good job. He has brought up the morale, the excitement mm-hmm. level, the production of this defense in an absolute hurry and uh, just got everyone excited. Um, so that's been really fun to see, kind of get Virginia Tech, Blacksburg, back to Saxburg uh, as it belongs in that defense to be really scary. Uh, and Lane was rocking it as always. But also the growth from Kyron Drones. I mean, we, we have seen him emerge into an absolute leader, very efficient throwing the football, running it as well. He, he just – KG, he looks so comfortable in that game. I mean, he was doing yeah. these like hesitation basketball moves mm-hmm. out there on guys and I was just like, wow, this dude is is special, and he's really fun to watch. So really excited to see how they can continue to, to progress. They ran the ball 53 times for 318 yards. I mean, that's just Domination. Gross. It's just gross to be able to do that. So big shout-out to the Hokies. Uh, big shout-out to Eddie Royal because these guys are making some freaking noise. I mean, I love to see it. They are. They're so improved. That it's hard to believe they're still only 4-4. Four and four. I had to double check that for a second. It's only four and four. So they've got to handle their business down the stretch. And as we said last week on our mailbag episode, it does worry me that Virginia Tech only has one home game left because they are so good at Lane Stadium. So you've got to beat BC on the road. You've got to beat Virginia on the road. Louisville, you know, we'll see. But not trying to take anything away from the absolute steps in the right direction that Virginia Tech is making, without a doubt. No question. Mac, let's continue here. <laughs> North Carolina. Oh, no. Again, we had another question on our mailbag. Are, are Drake May, will Drake May and the Tar Heels be able to bounce back? The answer is no to our mm. friend that answered that, uh, <laughs> asked that question. I thought they would. When you look at how this game went, UNC goes up 14-0. I'm thinking, all right, because I was taking Georgia Tech. Changed it to UNC because I thought Vegas wanted me to take Georgia Tech. You know how that goes. 
And then not only, okay, they, they let Georgia Tech back in, sure. But then they go up 35-24. And at that point, you're thinking, okay, Game. they're probably going to figure this out. Yeah. Georgia Tech would not quit, Matt. They absolutely would not quit. I was impressed. It was crazy. I mean, if you look at just the, the box score alone and kind of see the scoring differential here, Georgia Tech scored 24 points in the second quarter and then 22 points. That, I just quarter. noticed that. That's crazy. It was a game of runs. It was yes. like basketball. It was a basketball game. It, it was game. absolutely bizarre. And let me ask you this, KG. How many rushing – because, again, I know you're watching. you got a bunch of different things. How many rushing yards do you think Georgia Tech had in the fourth quarter alone? They had a total of quarter? 348 total. How many do you think they had in the fourth quarter? Well, they had a they had that big chunk run. It's like 75 yards. You add that in. Haynes King was just I mean, he had the where he kept it, kept it, kept it and the camera lost him. I, I know you were there. The camera lost Haynes King, which was wild. I'll say they had like 200 in the fourth quarter. 240 plus yards in wow. the fourth. That's crazy. <laughs> Great guess. Great guess, by the way. That's unreal. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, it, it was a total meltdown for UNC. I mean, it was absolutely brutal. Because like you said, that first quarter, uh, first play, you know, they're handing off. Marion Hampton, boom. We're good. Check. Moving the ball. Walk in the end zone. Uh, and, and again, if you told me this stat line, Marion Hampton, 29 rushes, 153 yards, two touchdowns, UNC wins the game. I don't need to hear anything else. Those guys win the football game, and they, they just couldn't. I mean, th- th- this team is 1,000% referring back to who they were last year, where the, they, they just there is no support for the offense. The defense cannot do anything to help them at all. And it's a shame because we saw the flashes. We, we've seen the bodies. We've seen them do it. Yeah. And then it's just it just falls apart. And, and you have to give Georgia Tech a ton of credit, right? Like, I mean – Haynes King is a fun player to watch. This team stepped up immensely around him. Uh, you know, he had 350, 60 total yards of offense, uh, four total touchdowns. I mean, it, it truly goes to show you, KG, how important that position is. You get a quarterback, you are fine. You, you will be okay. You will be in every game. And that's exactly what Georgia Tech has found. And that's exactly where they are. Yeah, for sure. Eric Singleton as well. Let's give him some credit. Fast. Finally, finally I think this was his first game back. And uh, he's a Oof. speedy guy, man. They got him involved early and often. Yeah, he was really, really good. Haynes King is dynamic. He's really dynamic. And we said that the Louisville game, he looked really good. He made some mistakes. but And he did have one pick. But when they needed him, he did not. And you also bring up the weird stuff we talked about on Friday. North Carolina just can't win there. Honestly, they can't beat Georgia Tech. Period. But then when the game's in Atlanta, they just can't win there. And to me, Mac, the last two UNC games, Virginia and Georgia Tech, I felt like UNC thought the other team would just quit at some point. Right. Like when UNC went back up 35-24, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Virginia. Felt like they Virginia's going to kind of – they'll just go away at some point. And that did yeah. not happen in either of those yeah. games. Yeah. And Georgia Tech, if you just hadn't lost to freaking Bowling Green – then we'd be in a lot better position right now, Georgia Tech. Right. <laughs> but still, you can't take away what they've done, beating Miami and beating North Carolina. I know. I know. Just such a shout-out to Coach Key. I mean, I love that dude so much. So fun talking with him, how passionate he is. I mean, how much he loves Georgia Tech. Uh, obviously, being an alum there, being a former captain, um, it's so cool to see that because those guys just value it so much. 
uh, when they're at their universities. And, you know, he gave, he was able to give the game ball, you know, to the offensive line. They earned it, 350 rushing yards. Uh, and he got super emotional about that, which was cool to see. But, you know, just at the, the end when we were talking to him and, and just Georgia Tech oozing out of him, you know, and, and just yeah. really challenging his guy, saying, hey, look, we got this big victory and then we just give it away the next week. We, we have got to harness this and build on this and really get it going. And, I, I, again, I, I just love that dude. I think he's perfect for Georgia Tech. I think he understands all of the the good and bad that come with that, or, or I would say kind of you know things to deal with. It's not necessarily bad. It's just different. It's challenging mm-hmm. uh, than other universities and institutions. So he's the guy, man, and it's uh, super fun to see. And just a great game. Great game. Constant fight from those guys. And uh, ultimately got the dub. So huge shout out to Georgia Tech. I agree. I think he is the right guy for this team. And we saw a little bit of it last year when he rallied yeah. the troops and they beat some ranked teams. Mac, what was I was watching on TV and I couldn't feel I feel like I couldn't get the full gist of the atmosphere. How many people mm-hmm. were there? What was your assessment of that? Uh, it, it was pretty good. I, I don't know. Um, from like a number standpoint, percentage wise, maybe 60, 75 percent full. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, you'd love to see that maybe a little bit more and, and jump up there, uh, maybe closer to the 60, you know, percent full there, but they were loud. I mean, they were jacked up and yeah. there's actually a really cool picture. I, I'm going to be sharing it on social media here in a bit, uh, where they stormed the field. I mean, I it was packed. It. it was packed. The whole field was, was loaded up and that was cool too. I, I'm glad you brought that back up, uh, because the excitement, the, the just pure joy, you know, seeing people screaming, going crazy on that field. Um, and our set, I mean, we're right there. That never happened to us before, um, you know, getting getting the field rush while You've you're doing TV. never been stormed. <laughs> uh, you know, at Clemson every other game, but, you know, well, when yeah. we're at home. Uh, but not on TV, not on TV. So that was cool just to see it. And uh, our crew did such a good job just staying live with it, uh, all the different shots. We were just talking and walking around. You know, we weren't even, like, mm-hmm. standing in front of the camera. So that was really cool to uh, to be a part of that and to see that. So I hope. That games like that, because that's the first time they've done it at home under Coach Key, at least get a rank right, win. Right, right. Uh, you know they'd always done those on the road. So now that those guys finally got to see it, I, I just hope that city can continue to embrace it. It's tough, man. These pro towns, uh, there's just so much to do uh, that that is a little bit difficult. But I hope people can continue to buy in and you know show up for Coach Key and the boys. What Georgia Tech has done this year is gone uh, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. Keep doing, so, keep doing that scheduling for me. Who do they beat? Who do they beat the means, rest of the year? I know. That means they lose to Virginia. They beat Clemson. Very be crazy. easily happen. They lose to Syracuse, and they beat Georgia. <laughs> I think if you flip the okay. last two, you got it good. You, you got it figured out. <laughs> they, uh, Georgia Tech still needs um, – where are they at with their – they're four and four now. They're four and yeah, four. Yeah, they would Just be five two. and three. Just need two. They've beaten Bowling Green. They need to. But I feel so good we'll about them going bowling. I mean, I I think uh, I do too. Of these last four, I feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, it's not the last one though. I promise you. That. Well, I mean, Matt, well, look, this team's happen. playing with a lot of a lot of belief at this point. No doubt. It, that you got a quarterback. Most, you got a quarterback that can move around. You're in that, every you game. Do. That would be the most college football thing ever yes. to lose to Bowling Green and beat Georgia. God, amazing. That would be amazing. That would be just college football <laughs> at its finest. You know, and that game is at Georgia Tech. We could it have is. you know some ACC Network primetime there. Just saying, just throwing it out there. We I'm could pretty be sure there. Georgia will be on a different channel, but you know, I would hope so. That'd be really fun. 
<laughs> we'll see, Mac. Well, I know that Clemson, South Carolina is at South Carolina, but if you right. start SEC working for one. like Nickelodeon or something, it might be there. So let's talk about Clemson. Let's get to it, Mac. NC State beats Clemson 24 to 17. At one point, it was up 24 to 7. The fact that Clemson even came back and made it this close was interesting. Cade Klubnik has to throw the ball 50 times. There's absolutely no run game for Clemson. Will Shipley does get hurt. That was a big blow to the Tigers, no doubt. You throw the ball 50 times and you still don't have a 100-yard receiver. I think that's pretty telling. You had turnovers come back to bite you again. Two bad picks from Cade. And I would say, Mac, the two best players on the field were Peyton Wilson and Casey Concepcion. I think those were the two best players on the field. But still, when you look at the box score, it, NC State shouldn't have won. I mean, that's the story of every Clemson game this year, basically. Right. But they just killed themselves again. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's been very bizarre, you know, to, to look at these Tigers. And, you know, I think that this was the first um, game plan, game, you know, box score, whatever you want to look at it. And I thought I was watching the Tennessee game. You know, it just, it was so weird. It was so weird. We're just year. throwing it so much. Yeah. Nothing's happening. You know, not down the field. It's not like a bunch of shots were had. Um, you know, not getting. But you the, couldn't get the, a push. I mean, you no, just you couldn't, couldn't run no. it. No, <laughs> against a three man front, which is normally the easier thing to run. Uh, Again, and, you not know, angles fault. and things like that. Uh, the fact that Tyler Brown had six yards, I think, is is criminal. Um, well, he did get receiver. hurt. He did go oh, out. He did. For okay, a there bit. you go. There you go. Thank you. He went out for a little bit, but he came back in. So there was that. So I know you're watching a million tough. games. Yeah, we, we had like four games on at that point. That was brutal. Um, but it, it's just tough for these guys. And, and I think the thing that uh, you know stands out the most to me, really two things, KG, that I think you can really box up uh, you know, Clemson's lack there of success. And you know, obviously you look at the turnovers, but what happens right after the turnovers? Team right. score. These guys are, are like exactly. top five in points allowed off of turnovers, which, which is not good. And, and sometimes it's scoring off the turnovers that play, like a pick six or a fumble right. six or whatever. But sometimes, uh, Mac, that you played for the defense. When how, how deflating is it? Oh, God, another crazy pick. Oh, God, another fumble on the one-yard line. Like, what are you supposed to do at that point? No, it's tough. It's tough. Um you know, you'd love for them to have your back, especially how good they are. I mean, they're top 15 defensively, right. uh, maybe even top 10 in a lot of categories. So you you would love to see them just a little bit more, right? Just help them out just a little bit more. Uh, but I think even the the more telling stat, KG, uh, is the fact that Clemson is like 117-4 and four under Dabo Sweeney when they outgain opponents by 100 or more yards. Three of those four losses have happened in the last 12 months. And so what crazy. does that mean? Clemson hurting itself. Clemson can't get out of its own way. Penalties, sacks, turnovers, um, just can't get it done. And, and Coach Dabo Sweeney last night, Sunday night, was you know having a press conference or whatever and just saying, we're just not good enough. We're not doing good enough coaching. We're not doing good enough players. We're not doing anything good enough. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's clearly where they are. And you see how it's translating to a team that can move the ball. You know, I, I won't really say it will, but can move the ball but can't finish, can't get in there. And and so it's really tough. Um, offensive line play was bad. I mean, that, that was probably the worst that we've seen it all year. Uh, again, you, you had guys playing out of position. You had guys trying new things, Clemson trying to be creative, and it's just not working. I mean, that, that second half, um, 
bunch of times, and, and probably you could say the whole game, but a, a lot of times KG, NC State's bringing three, and mm-hmm. they're getting there. They're they're causing Cade to move. They're causing and him to roll Cade's left. And what is Cade supposed to do? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a and lot it's of nothing. Stress can't, on can't him. do anything. Can't do anything. So, and then even that that sack fumble. Uh, I don't know what that was. Um, I mean, it was just a free defensive end rusher and just kills him. I mean, it, it was just horrible. It, it looked like a slide protection where they just – I don't know if Cade was supposed to roll harder and that guy's just eliminated because there's no chance he can get there. I'm not sure if the backside tackle was supposed to stay home and have kind of what we call waterfall uh, where he has anything coming off the edge or if the running back was supposed to chip. And, and that's probably, you know – Individually, from my perspective, that's probably the most frustrating thing is just because I know what it could be, but I don't know what it was. I don't know what was called. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's hard, uh, again, especially for my school without assuming what it is that I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the problem was. I just know there was a problem. I know there was something <laughs> that wasn't right. And, uh, you know, that that's super frustrating. And I know a lot of Clemson fans are frustrated and um it's just a really tough spot right now. So you hope this team can continue to grow. You hope they kind of make a decision uh, because Notre Dame is coming to town this week and you know, they just embarrassed Pitt. And I know we're about to talk about this here in a second, but that can easily be Clemson at home. I've been a part of one of those games uh, and we were a top 10. We were top five and that happened. Yeah. So it'll, uh, it can get out of hand in a hurry. I want to ask you about Clemson's bowl chances, but I tweeted that, Perhaps you need a season like this for some changes to occur because, and this is not necessarily like, I get it. When you win 10 games, even if the fans are frustrated, it's hard to say, I got to go get rid of this guy, this guy, I got to change what I do. I've got to have a true reckoning look in the mirror situation. You just won 10 games. Even if the fans are frustrated, you won 10 games or last year, you won the ACC, (laughs) you know, but if Clemson goes six and six, if they don't make a bowl game, which I think is possible, which is crazy, maybe that's what truly causes some some real overhaul in this program. Is Are you buying that, Mac? Well, I, I definitely think if you don't make a bowl game, then yeah. Um, but even if you do, even if you go six and six. I'm just saying if that happens, it's I'm virtually guaranteeing it. I'm virtually guaranteeing it. Um, if not... I mean, I still think there should be things. I just don't know what. And and that'll be – I was about to say fun. It will not be fun. That will be a really interesting uh, conversation, you know, for us kind of postseason, you know, once it's kind of all settled and, and where this team does end up and what we kind of think should should kind of happen there because I, th- I think it's easy to sit here and say you, you have to go to the portal. Um, but I, I just know them. I just know the case. There's going, there's going to have to be people that leave. You know, there's going to have to be numbers. Which he, there he's are. Not, I hope. He does have people I don't hope. transfer. I just said I hope. I don't hope that that happens. But I, I do hope that Clemson utilizes every resource that they can to, to be competitive and, and to be great and to, yeah. to fight. And, you know, I, I think it – I don't – how about this? I don't think there's a position that you don't get somebody in because I think you need competitive depth at every single position that you have. I don't think anybody yeah. is at a level that you think they're irreplaceable. But will he do it? And here's the other thing, too, about Dabo. Mac, you know him better than anybody. He may he may want to do things his way, but he is also one of the most competitive people. He wants to win. Yeah. Like he is not, you don't, you don't get to where he's gotten to by being okay with losing. So I think that there are a lot of things probably already happening, wheels turning 
of what needs. And now you're right. I mean, everything you said about the ten wins. Listen, he was he was winning his way. He was still winning ACC championships his way, and you know now that that is that is you know coming to a halt. Those wins are being taken away. Um, Yeah, it it will be fascinating. This offseason will be fat one way or the other. Whether he does make changes or he doesn't, it will be very intriguing and and something for us to talk about. uh, You know, all offseason long. And Mac, let's give some credit to NC State. I know that the numbers weren't exceptional, but they still found a way. They didn't make mistakes. They didn't turn the ball over. Peyton Wilson was an absolute monster. That defense played really well. And then you had Concepcion being a star. And Wolfpack Nation showed up. That place looked really loud on TV, and it looked packed. (laughs) I know. I was uh, very grateful it wasn't a night game because it probably would have been worse. Probably would have been way worse. Probably Uh, so. They were pumping. And I can't wait. We're going there this week. Cannot wait. Always love going to Raleigh. Uh, the, the Canes are going to meet us there. Um, and so that that's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere, especially coming off this Clemson win. Uh, five and three feels way better than four and four, I tell you that. And Raleigh's yes. going to be bumping. Uh, can't wait to see that at night. And, yeah, you said it, that defense. I mean, Jalen Scott, freaky. Uh, you know, he had a heck of a game. Peyton Wilson, who did get hurt. I, I can't remember when he got hurt, but he didn't mm-hmm. come back in the game, I don't think. Uh, so hopefully he'll be fine and, and heal up. But. He is such a monster. I mean, the plays that he can make in the backfield, getting after the quarterback, taking a pick six to the house, just freaky, freaky athleticism. Uh, so excited to continue to see him. And then, you know, Casey Concepcion. I mean, that guy is a beast. And, you know, Coach and I did a great job of finding him, like getting yes, him, get him the, ball, the ball, play design, formation design, concepts, motions. I mean, there was the one touchdown that – it might have been the first touchdown – where he's off to the left, the top of your screen by himself, he motions across the formation into kind of a three-by look, which those guys just create this natural rub. Uh, Some people like to call it other things, but that's what it was. And he was wide open. I mean, there was nothing the defense could do. You know, it's just – it's a brutal, uh, really, really beautiful play design. And, you know, we we, for this first game ever – and, again, it, it was 200 yards. It wasn't this crazy output. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But we saw some really nice design and some really nice play calling. Uh, you just hope they can build on that. You hope MJ can continue to be comfortable through two touchdowns, um, but just still need need more. You know, need more from them. And that was a great defense. Like, defense, Clemson's defense is, is electric. Um, but it, it's going to be fun Saturday night to see them in the games. What did you think of them bringing Brennan Armstrong in for a few different running packages? I was like, why are we doing this? Um, Honestly, I kind of like it because it's something else <clears throat> that the other team has to prepare for. And he Five can yards. throw it. Five yards. I think it was more they were planting some seeds where you sure. have to prepare for it. Let's check it out. They put but Kevin Concepcion in the background. KC's back there. He had 51. So just get him the ball. Everybody yeah. get out of the way. Give him the true. ball. True. True. <laughs> get him the football. Exactly. 100%. Okay. Speaking of Miami, Miami survives. This game was – Virginia almost did it again. They definitely covered Thank you, Hoos. Uh, Miami beats Virginia 29 to 26 in overtime. I think the main story with this is just Virginia continuing to be competitive and getting very close. But Miami's defense, wow. Six sacks, 10 tackles for a loss. The big pick six by Cam Kitchens was huge. TVD, I don't know, looked rusty maybe coming off the injury, but Miami's defense is the truth. And I, I mean, in many ways, in many ways, they won that game for Miami. Yeah, no, that they definitely did. And and you know what's weird though is like they, they had these, they were very productive 
but you know, at times just gave up these bursts. They still gave up points. Gave up these they did. chunky runs and just yeah, they did. things that I didn't think would happen. Um, you know, in the game, I, I really thought that they'd be able to stand up. And it, and it's very similar, uh, you know, to North Carolina, but obviously they still won. If you show me these defensive stats, six sacks, ten tackles for loss, score on defense, I think they think air Virginia out. out. I think it's an absolute blowout. Uh, but Virginia found a way. I mean, these guys are fighting their tails off. They are so close. And it's just – it's a very nice team collective effort every time that we see it from these guys. Uh, and, and really since, you know, Musket has been back, I, I only have to right. think of if he was if healthy the whole time, what if? You know, what? how different would this season be for these guys? Would they be able to potentially be fighting for bowl eligibility? Um, Mac, uh, they still are fighting for bowl eligibility. It's not out of reach. It's not out of reach. Technically. <laughs> I'll say not out of reach. Georgia Tech, Louisville, Duke, not out of and question. Virginia Tech. <laughs> but yeah, it's like possible. I, like I said, we'll see. Uh, but I think sure, certain growth and uh, the way that they've looked has, has been super impressive. So that, that's great to see, and it's fun to see. And again, Mike Hollins, the, the things that he's doing, scored a couple of yeah, tutties, unreal. fifty yards, super, super amazing to see that. Uh, but then the, the the young core from Miami. It is so impressive to me, KG. I mean, you you look at right tackle, Francis Maui Noah has been a freak all year long. You look at the other side, Ruben Bain. I mean, he's going to be a top five pick, top ten pick. I mean, he's all said and done. I mean, that's a passionate dude, loves Miami. I hope we get to talk to him in a couple of weeks on the pod because he just – he seems like one of those guys that you can just build, just build the foundation. Oh, yeah. He can be for that sure. block, that rock for you and really get going. Um, and then insert Mark Fletcher to the party, a guy who I remember watching back at, at, at the summer camp and just being like, who the heck is this? You know, 6'3", 230-pound running back. Like, who is that guy? Uh, and just an absolute dog, has a walk-off touchdown to end the game in overtime. So I, I'm very impressed uh, and excited, quite frankly, about the future of Miami with the pieces that they have, uh, with the intentionality, the aggressiveness of their coaching staff to recruit whoever, whenever to get better, uh, that they're, they're going to make sure that Miami is, is back and very competitive. And, you know, I I definitely love the steps that they're taking. And they're finding ways to win, right? They're learning. It seems how to win and they're establishing that culture. We're going to find a way to win. That's huge. All right. We are running long. So let's roll through these next two games. Boston college, UConn, speaking of finding a way to win, BC didn't play their best game they've ever played. Castellanos went out for a little bit but came back, so he seems to be okay. They survive. This game was a little close for comfort. UConn scored that touchdown in the fourth quarter to not allow us to have the cover that we wanted, even though it was actually it was 14 and a half, I think, so that was an issue. <laughs> but they found a way. That's all that matters, Mac. We, yeah. You did it, BC. And you're one win away from bowl eligibility when we thought you might go 2-10. Thought it was over. Thought it was all over. Um, yeah, I, I would have liked them to s- s- put just the hammer down a little bit right here, but you know, yeah, is what it is. You what you want. You know, is what it is. a win's yeah, a win. That's right. I'm crying for nothing. No one wants to hear my tears over here. Uh, running the ball super effective. I mean, they ran it 54 yes. times. I mean, that's just do what you got to do. Uh, you know, great job by the defense standing tall, not allowing them to do a bunch. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, you're moving on, you know, BC looking forward to, you know, who they have the rest of the year, Virginia tech coming up, uh, after the, the bye week here. Uh, and then Pittsburgh, excuse me, this this week. When do they play? That is next week. They have a bye. They're on a bye um, this week. They don't play anybody. And then Virginia Tech at Pitt versus Miami. So this will be great, you know, to get them going and, and get them really rolling here. So excited to see how can the Eagles finish. 
uh, and, and really get this thing firing up. They're at they Syracuse. Play Friday. That's what I'm looking at. I was they like, what Friday am I seeing here that's so yes. weird? They play at they Syracuse. They play Friday. So that's where the bowl eligible On a Friday night. Exciting. And Syracuse favored early. That's interesting to me. Bet the house, baby. Load it up. That is interesting. <laughs> I wonder Vegas. about the uh, oh. Castellanos injury, if that's a bigger deal. He came back Maybe. and played, though. He played, didn't he? came he? back. He, he came back. But we'll keep an eye on that. I'm sure that people will tell us nothing. That's fascinating. Dwar Jordan still hurt you in the practice. Okay. <laughs> but BC. Shout out BC. Okay. Last game, Mac, and this game is so sad. Um, I'm not trying to be a troll, but, like, Pitt did not cover. Oh, wait, uh, wait really? Wait, Pitt didn't cover? Wait, no, that's not true, right? It was 52 and a half, not 51. <laughs> it was 52 and a half. <laughs> oh, Lord. Notre Dame beats Pitt 58 to 7. And Pat Narduzzi tweets that he thought he was getting, not tweets, he said in a press conference, he thought he was getting some guys to replace the guys he lost that were good, and turns out he wasn't. That kind of sums it all up, honestly. Can I, can I just prove, that, can I just say this, KG? Yeah, yeah. Stat sheets in college football and how crazy it is. Are you ready for this? Sam Hartman, no touchdowns, two picks. Who wins the yeah, game? Yeah. Who wins the game? Uh, still not Pitt in my I, in my mind because they're that bad. They cover. So I wouldn't have taken Pitt. They cover. They cover. No touchdowns? Yeah. yeah. Maybe they cover. Maybe they cover. Oh, but you didn't see four interceptions the other way. Oh, whoops. Right. Forgot when about those. you had those. a punt return. Bad. You had, yeah. The punt return. I mean, embarrassing. Embar- like seven people wrapped this Chris Tyree up at one point and just ab- get stepped on for the house for a cribbo. Um, a cribbo. Four pick. I mean, the picks were horrible. There, there's one pick where uh, our ESPN, the way it tracks, like it gives, it tells you like who's in the area. So it was like you know, Bear targets so and so interception. On one of them, it doesn't say anything. So it was such a bad pass that no one's in the area. Except for Notre there, Dame. No target was clocked. There's no target. There's no target in the area. It was a misfire. Oh, no. Unreal. I mean, just mm. how these guys are playing, it's just bad. It's just not good football. I don't know where the locker room's going to be, um, you know, after Coach said yeah. what he said. And yeah. I, I hope and think he wouldn't – he doesn't mean it the way it came out. Well, he, he finished the quote by saying, but it's all on me. I take full responsibility. Right. Which maybe but- he realized what he was saying and was like, oh. But here's the thing, Mac. That's part of why the portal can be very dangerous. Oh, yeah. Because you think, and kind of what he was alluding to is we thought we were replacing those guys, either with guys we already had or with the portal. And we thought they'd be better. Maybe he's referring to Dracovic. I don't know. And they weren't. Yeah. And you just don't know. It's brutal. Horrible game. Embarrassing game. Um, Somehow those guys beat Louisville, which is awesome. Yeah. Again, the – and then, yeah, Pitt beat Louisville. Louisville beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame beats Pitt. Here we are. It makes no sense. We love it. We love it. <laughs> makes no sense. Anyway, um, there's a little bit of news happening. I don't know if you guys saw this, but yeah. uh, later tonight, uh, the schedules will be unveiled for the next one million years in the ACC. Just kidding. It's only the next seven. Uh, how many of those games will actually be played? That'll be interesting to talk about. Uh, but I, I like the model. not for us to uh, we, We've know. heard, uh, yeah, not for us to know or maybe even talk about, actually. I might get in trouble for saying that. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I've, I've heard some fun things. Can't wait to unveil it. And then uh, we might have a little sneak peek for you guys, too, after the fact and give you kind of our analysis here. Be on the lookout for that. Of course, a great episode on Wednesday. Big guests cannot wait uh, to really just talk about all these games. And then Friday, I'm going to be be better. KG, can you give us our records real quick? How do we do this weekend? Because uh, I know right, I did you're not still, do that. You're still doing really well, though, overall. 
You went three and four. I went four and three. Okay. So I picked up a game. Not that bad. Not Still bad. three games back. You are 38 and 27 yeah. against the spread, which is very good. I am 35 and 30, which is respectable. <laughs> there you go. I think my man EJ went six and one this week. I think he really That's very good. A big one. We'll see. I'll report back on That's that, very but I think good. he balled out. Uh, took some risk. I thought I was going to blow him out of the water. Now he might have caught me and surpassed me, which is just. You did take some risks. I feel like you tried to take some risks, and it's how you make money. You know, it's also how you lose money very quickly. Risk it for the biscuit. Very quickly. Uh, anyway, that's it from us, guys. Big week, another big week, uh, and just fun, meaningful football in the ACC. We got a huge weekend coming up, and then a bigger one after that. I might say so. Excited mm-hmm. for it. Cannot wait. Big shout out to Ingles. Cannot do this without them. Very appreciative. Uh, for those guys. And we need some help from you. Come over to this party. See the all-black attire, the funeral. We're here. We're dressed. We're ready over on YouTube. Subscribe. Leave some comments. We always appreciate you guys going back and forth with us on there. And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe as well. We greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you.